Stuckers. Happy casual Friday. It is the second, third, third Friday in the new year. I I lost count, man. I thought 2020 was bad. 2021. I have no idea where we're at. Anyway, as you guys watching on the YouTubes can see, we have a guest today and I'm going to butcher it again. Danny. Oh, frickin' A. Giddis. <laughs> Keeping it in. Danny Giddis is on with us. Danny, tell the good people what you do. I'm perfectly happy with whatever way you want to pronounce my last name. I've heard them all. <laughs> As have I. I get it. Sometimes it sounds like G. Yeah. Jitis. Sometimes it sounds like a straight up disease. <laughs> so I'm a life coach. I don't love the term life coach because it sort of implies like, that I'm somehow an expert at life, which I'm very much not. <laughs> it's more like a creative partnership based in psychology that I do with clients I like that. and helps them, you know, get to where they want to be from point A to point B much more efficiently than if they were doing it on their own. It's not a clinical practice. It's not like what's wrong with you. It's more like, let's figure out what's right with you and how to use it better. I like that approach. And like point A to point B can be like squiggles in between, right? It's not necessarily a straight line all the time. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> never a straight line. It's always <laughs> something different from what you expect it to be also. And those expectations can often get in the way of you actually getting to point B. So a lot of the work has to do with breaking down those expectations, being much more realistic, setting goals that are real for the things that you don't realize are getting in the way navigating those obstacles, you know, illuminating the blind spots and uh, getting you out of your own damn way, basically. That's fair. Have you always been a life coach? <laughs> In my heart. Okay. I like that answer. <laughs> um, no, I was, a, I was a photojournalist for many years, for like 15 years before going back to school and doing something different. I kind of reinvented my career. Um after some burnout and some dissatisfaction with my previous career. Um, but also it wasn't just escaping the other career. It was more like there was something I wanted to do and I found a way to do it more effectively through coaching. That's awesome. I feel like that's kind of how a lot of like solo entrepreneurs find their niche or like find what they enjoy and love doing, right? There has to be passion behind it. And oftentimes it comes from being super burnt out in another area where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And burnout can also come in so many forms too. Sometimes it's like a really toxic, terrible situation. Otherwise, other times it's just plateau, flat. You know, for me, I felt like I wasn't learning anymore. And I was just, it was like rinse and repeat. But this new thing allows me, it's, it's a relatively new field. So there's all this new, new research coming out all the time. There's always more to learn. Not to say that, you know, you can always, you can always learn more as a photographer. I just wasn't there, you know, it wasn't doing it for me. Um, and in this way, I feel like I'm always challenged. There's always, a, you can always go down a rabbit hole of the research and find ways to actually help people in a very direct way. So the impact is very rewarding because you use that knowledge and those skills and you see the change immediately happen. You know, somebody's eyes light up and they're like, Oh wow, I hadn't thought about it that way that, you know, and then here's how I'm going to use that. Um, it's super rewarding. That's awesome. Well, I love your story. We'll hear more about it in just a minute, but we are going to get into the meat and potatoes of cash fry. So 
as always, we're going to start with the opposite person who's doing most of the talking. So, Josh Bean, tell me, <laughs> what have you completed this week? Remind me of your goal from last week, what you done, what you didn't do, and whatever you may need help with. Let me put the timer on and go. Excellent. Cool. Um, yeah, so, uh, Danny, I run a, um, of many things, one thing I do is I run a a podcast startup course online. And um, that's been my latest endeavor that I'm trying to figure out how to run a course online and, and blah, blah, blah. Last week, I said I would um, I would have the, uh, the new plan set up with the um, other agency that's setting up my Facebook ads. And I did do that. At least I did all the stuff I can control, which is they have all my ads. They have videos I made for them. Um, they asked me to change some things on my Facebook ad account for them, and now they have everything they need. So within the next, uh, you know, either today, later today, or, you know, maybe early next week, they'll have all of that set up for me. What's been interesting about that is I did not have my Facebook pixel set up right at all. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so this uh, is exactly what I why I wanted to. So I joined this, like, online network of of um advertisers marketers um learning to market better and facebook ads and stuff like that and part of their giveaway for joining was they would set up your ads for free um at least one uh thing so that's what i did and exactly what i wanted i was like well i've done it but like i would love a professional to kind of look at this and clean it up and make sure it's working properly and sure enough right away they're like nope no your pixel's wrong that's like just not the right pixel i don't know what that's tracking oh my <laughs> and, gosh. Uh, stuff like that and i was like well well that could explain some things <laughs> so um I got exactly what I wanted out of it so far, and that's going to be a lot cleaner. And of course, when they set everything up, they're going to make a walkthrough video of exactly what they do, a screen recording. So I'll be able to see everything they do and and repeat that. Um, So I'm very excited for that. Uh, So yeah, last week I I ended on a downer note (laughs) saying this is my last hurrah with this course. We'll see what happens. I've had a couple of things happen. One, I'm getting... Uh, way more students show up way more regularly uh, to office hours for the, my existing cohort for the podcast startup course. And um, that's been super, super fun um, because with an online course, you know, you record the videos yourself and you're just like, okay, uh, I hope people like this whenever they watch this. But with office hours, I get check-ins and I get to see what people's questions are which is educational for me. And I get to help people directly immediately, you know, with whatever questions they have. So um, I'm lit up by the fact that I'm, I now have people showing up for that stuff. And I, I really uh, am remembering why I wanted to do a course. Like I like teaching and I like helping people. So it, it's been a lot of fun. Um, so I want to f- continue to figure out a way that there's office hours or something like that involved in the future. And that'll, that'll come around eventually um, as I figure out that plan. The other thing that happened is I had someone reach out to me from the podcast startup course marketing, and they said they wanted to know what my podcast was. So I told them that I was at the Unstuck Institute. And so shout out to uh, Jana from Finland, who heard our casual Friday last week and then wrote me a lovely email saying that she loves my marketing and my my sweet, nice voice. Wait, you said Finland? Like we're international? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, 
So that was really nice and um, nice of her to, you know, listen, but also like reach out um, and respond to Casual Fridays in that way. That was cool. So shout out. Hey, um, thanks for joining us here and listening. That That's super nice of you. Um, or however you yeah. say it in Finnish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it still um, hey? It's still, what's that? Is it still hey? If it's, it's in Finnish, I don't Probably. Know. It is. Yeah, I don't Probably. Know. She also said she's learning a lot of English words from listening to our podcast. Oh, that's good. So, um, so that's cool too. Um, so we are unintentionally uh, poor English teachers is what we're doing. But yeah, so that has been uh, nice. And it's immense that like, I think my, uh, at least to some people, not everyone, not everyone is for everyone, as I always say, but at least to some people, I do have a persona that people respond to and like, and that's great. But again, I think last week I was like, maybe I'm not a great marketer, but I think more, I think I want to, to outsource some of my marketing, the actual um, bells and whistles of the tech of it and making it happen and the follow-up. Of course, I still need to be, as a teacher of the course, I still need to be out in front of the marketing and the voice of the marketing. So I do plan to do that. Um, and so that, uh, all that combined has been has been nice. Um, and then the other thing is last week I mentioned, so I just launched a free course uh, as part of my funnel and a free mini course. And I was like, I've got one sign up so far, but the, the drip is dripping. We'll see what happens. I've had like, I don't know, 10 signups in the last week from that initial like drip that I made. So they're just coming in slowly in whatever, wherever they are in the funnel. Um, and so more and more people are in that free idea validation course now. And, you know, that kind of ends with a, a pitch for take the full course. So we'll see if any of them uh, do that, but that is, that's working at least. So that initial like hundred bucks of advertising I spent a week or two ago is is dripping out now and doing its thing and and so far i'm seeing the the guideposts being hit along the way you know so that's good i feel like you're in a better place than we left you last friday you were basically <laughs> just like washing your hands of this course after having attempted it for like six months you're like i'm so done and i don't so blame tired. you dude it's rough <laughs> well and i i know so here's the other thing is i know that i have um I have the domain and the website hosting and everything locked up for a year since I bought it. So I've got six months left before I have to renew all that. And so What's that's, the domain? Uh, Podcaststartupcourse.com. And um, so I've been thinking that if like in six months I'm not making any traction, maybe that's a, a real time. But at this point, I've got six months of purchased time that I'm going to, um, I'm going to push for. I mean, I think the big thing that I'm looking at negatively is, uh, paid advertising. Like, is it working for, for this course, for me in this course? I don't know. Um, so if I'm about to throw in the towel on anything, it's that, but I am doing this, this thing with the professionals right now and we'll see how that goes. But I think that's my last hurrah at, um, paid advertising funnel being the thing. And then I've got lots of avenues to pursue in the um, non-paid advertising marketing world. Of a, That's of this a whole funnel. different beast. I can yeah. speak to that. As, as we've heard you <laughs> talk about all the time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so Danny, I'd like to, Oh, sorry. He, he's doing your thing. You're doing your ahead. thing. I was just going to see if 
what your take on some of that was. We can maybe talk about that in a minute, but yeah. we can let Josh keep going. No, Danny, go ahead. Yeah, I uh, have a similar struggle. So I can certainly relate to this question of do ads work and or I mean, they must work for somebody because otherwise people wouldn't be doing them, spending mm-hmm. billions of dollars on them. Um, but when are they appropriate? And um, uh, But I wanted to ask you about your, uh, you know, as a coach, all I can hear is like the mindset stuff, you know, what is, you know, negative viewpoint on, on whether they work and are you a good marketer and these kinds of beliefs and stuff. And, you know, I mean, you do have to test some things work, some things don't, and it's just a numbers thing and it's not a mindset thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, how much of the mindset component do you think is uh, part of your success or not success? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like mindset's huge. We talk about that all the time, you know, but I think the hardest part and anyone who's tried something for a long extended period of time can attest to this is keeping that mindset optimistic and positive over a long time. Right. Um, so trying, so trying things for six months and losing money on ads for six months is like just hitting your head against a wall in some respects, right? Like negative reinforcement. And then um, eventually it's like, well, I got to try something different. (laughs) But But you have had that glimmer of hope where you've like helped out people during your office hours. And like, it's just a reminder of like why you're doing it. You know, granted you've spent more than you probably thought you would to get a handful of clients at this point. But like, that glimmer of hope, I feel like is what you got to hang on to sometimes too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it, it is a solid reminder that this is what I, I like to do. It's not just like a, how can I make money? Here's a way I could make money. It's like, oh, right. The reason I'm doing this because I actually like the work involved, <laughs> which is helping people, coaching people, teaching people. So that's my time. <laughs> Cool. Well, we'll get to your goal in a little bit. Yep. Um, but I think the key is to kind of just stay positive, right? Absolutely. Like it's hard, but just stay positive with it. Absolutely. All right, Danny, now you're up. You got 10 minutes to kind of break down some things that you've been working on, maybe some things that you found challenging, some things, maybe some wins from the week, um, and then maybe anything you want to brainstorm because that's why we're here. Sure. All right. Sounds good. And Josh, I, I want to play off of what you said, because I'm in a similar boat in that I've been trying online advertising, marketing kind of stuff for a while. And that's like one of my biggest thorns right now. Mm-hmm. I certainly didn't, didn't get into coaching because I wanted to be an online marketer. You know, I didn't study <laughs> right. coaching because I wanted to become an expert in like what hashtags to use on Instagram. You know, I couldn't care less about that, to be honest. In fact, I'm kind of repelled by the whole thing. But um, (laughs) (laughs) um, it just doesn't feel like, it's kind of the opposite, you know? It's like fast, unfocused little pieces of communication that are a poor replacement for in-depth conversation and connection, right? So, but it's also kind of a necessary thing and, that that can lead to very positive things. So, you know, I've also played with advertising on Facebook slash Instagram and paid somebody a lot of money, like way too much money to do it for me. And, um, 
I did feel like in the end it was a waste of money. And that was, that was just my take. That's because I didn't have the kind of business structure set up that was necessary for it to, to really flourish. I also wasn't selling a course. I was selling more of a one-on-one engagement and it may be more effective for a course. I think, you know, if you have that sort of structure and then you can give away like one of the videos and then have people sign up for the bigger picture for the whole course. And that, that seems like a pretty logical funnel thing to go through. Um, for me, it's like, you need a, a lot of trust and a lot of convincing to get to the point where somebody wants to work with you intimately one-on-one. So the advertising wasn't that effective. And now I've uh, hired a company who does organic marketing. So now it's much more about creating useful content, getting people to know the way that I communicate and the concepts that I have and, you know, what I'm all about. And then it's, it's more of a slow burn. Um, but it's about relationship building and that has been really tricky because, so I've just realized that my Instagram account, I didn't just realize, but my Instagram account was mostly photographers from years of, you know, being a photographer. And I've had to purge like thousands of people from the followers list because they weren't engaging with my coaching content because that's not what they signed up for. And I'm not poaching, po- posting photography anymore. And, um, that was painful. Like on, you know, on removing followers, like, Oh God, everything I worked to, you know, get these people to quote unquote, follow me. And so the engagement was super, super low on the content on the coaching content, which is, you know, disappointing because I'm putting a lot of thought and money and time and heart into that, into that content. So we've just decided to start a brand new account and just start from scratch and say, you know, hopefully the algorithm will be more favorable to a purely coaching focused uh, account. So I'm, I'm certainly curious to hear what you guys think about the effectiveness of social media. And um, if I don't know if you have any suggestions for how to make it uh, more effective. We'll to the last like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll talk for a few hours and yeah, we'll have it all figured out. <laughs> also, I just bought a house, so that's a that's a whole oh, God. thing. Oh, congratulations! No. That's exciting. Thank you. <laughs> so I feel pretty uh, good about that first house. Yeah, nice. As far as social media goes, if you go back to like August and start listening to Casual Fridays, you'll hear the struggles that I've been through. <laughs> um, yeah, man, organic is really hard. Not not only do you have to have like quality information that you're getting out there, especially on Instagram, but it is imperative that you are talking to the people who are engaging with you. So if you have a story up and someone engages with you, whether or not they like say yes or no to the question that you have up, like reach out to them, go to their page and start like liking things that they have. Every time someone like comments on one of your posts reply not only like the little heart reply but like actually reply these are all beneficial for the algorithm and like whenever you post try and be on whether it's a story a reel or uh, a post post try and be on instagram half an hour before and half an hour after instagram wants you on their platform and i've noticed i've done this in the past like four days i've I've had an emotional roller coaster with Instagram over the last six months. Um, (laughs) But over the last four days, I've started doing this again and I've had probably 25 new followers and they are all 
people in my niche. They're all busy moms because those are the people that I am reaching out to and having conversations Mm. with on a regular basis. It's stressful. It's time consuming. But in the digital world, like that is the only way to quote unquote build relationships. Hmm. And it's really great that you've identified the busy moms thing that you kind of know exactly who your who your person is because then you can find them. It's easier to yeah. find if if it's not oh I help everybody in the world. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's challenging. Like it's not easy. There are some days where I'm just like, but like that's literally the only way to do it is be consistent, show up, and people freaking love stories and reels. They love videos. We are a consumer society and we like things quick. And I know that's not ideal for your business, but like if you can show people your personality, they are going to love that. And you you already go live on Instagram, you know, but just like doing it more often. Yeah, totally. You know, one thing I've, I started, I recorded the other day was me coaching myself. And it's like kind of a silly thing where um, <laughs> I'm, I'm my own client and I'm like, or I'll, you know, I'm a character or something. And I was like, you know, I just feel like I something and I should be further along than I am. And then I, and then it switches and I change my shirt and I'm like, Hmm, you know, so, uh, (laughs) I'm going to try doing some of that stuff. And the idea is to actually do some useful coaching, you know, where I would actually ask a question or point something out to a, to a real person, but making it a little bit more entertaining. So hopefully I'm hoping to bring some more, (laughs) more of that to the table. I would watch that. I think that's a great marketing idea. (laughs) Yeah. And that also brings in, I don't know how much you still love photography, but like that also brings in like videography with it, you know? So like you can still have fun with it, especially with like the reels. Like that's something that you can like edit to music and like add different like little pop-up things. It's so much fun. I love it. So hopefully you get to have fun with that too. Cause reels are like the next thing. If you're not on TikTok, you better be on reels. Yeah, no, I'm starting to do reels too. I wish they were longer than 30 seconds, but you know, yeah. 30 seconds is is already too long. So I guess I need to <laughs> learn some dance moves or something. And you know, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah we um, all need more I, dance moves in our lives. <laughs> we need more coaches doing dances. I think that yeah. would be that's that's think, my. I niche, think that's actually. what sells coaching is uh, is dance moves on not on TikTok but on Instagram. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. Yeah, we should we should collaborate on that. I think we could. Yeah, there you uh, go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Anything else that you want to talk about? You have like two minutes left. Well, the house thing has been really interesting too. I mean, my wife and I decided to move out of Brooklyn after you know I lived there for twelve years and um, grew up in Florida, but lived in Brooklyn for a while, and uh, decided to get out of the city. We had decided to do that before the pandemic hit. And then when the pandemic hit, we were like, yep, that is the right move. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of confirmed that. We started looking for houses. And oh my God, if you've never bought a house before, it is a grueling educational experience. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We learned a lot in a very short amount of time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So we we went through that we finally found a place in in new jersey it's close to her family and and we're we're thrilled i mean it's it the the area it's in fairlawn new jersey in a little neighborhood called radburn which is like one of the oldest planned communities in the country um wow. so it has this like english village type vibe around parks it's really really sweet but it's also challenging i mean there are a lot of new questions that come up, you know, I mean, the, the responsibility, the amount of things that you have to plan for, like, what is it, you know, are you going to make a garden? You know, what do you have to know? There's like a whole list of things to learn 
based on that. So there's, it's kind of a bottomless pit of new responsibilities, but, uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. I mean, I think, um, I don't know. Are, are either of you homeowners? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. What, what's your yeah. experience been like, um, as opposed to renting? I think, like you said, it's even just the buying process kind of extends. There's just like so much to learn <laughs> about taking care, like what needs taking care of and, and stuff like that. Um, but one thing uh, I recently came across, because I, I know someone who is a recent home buyer and they, they shared it with me. I was like, that's brilliant. Is Lifehackers got a, an article on everything you need to do to take care of um, your house. And it, they put it into a, a Google calendar. So you can just copy it to your calendar. And it's just like, this weekend might be a good time to check the gutters. You know? and it like spreads it out over the year so that instead cool. of like, it, the house is falling apart, I need to hire someone for an expensive fix. It's like, well, if you just knew the maintenance you should be doing that you could do. So I'll share that with you and I'll put the link in the show notes if anyone else is interested in that. But I thought it was very informative because there's I've been a homeowner for like eight years now and I'm like, oh, I don't do that. <laughs> check the gutters. I don't even know how to check a gutter. I mean, I, mean, I don't have do gutters. That. I'm in New Mexico, but that's just like the first thing that was on the list. And I was like, all right, well. <laughs> I guess I need a ladder. I should probably get that. And then a check checklist. A, yeah, checklist. I don't know. That's really, that's a great resource though. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Shell, I believe now it is your turn. Let me get the timer out. Um, do, do, do. Go. So my goal last week was really defining and finding my brand voice because I am a hundred percent myself with you guys, the unstuckers, but not so much with my own business. I realized so for the first time ever, drum roll please, brrr, last Friday, I used fuck in one of my posts. What now? <gasps> what? That is scandalous. I know. Well, I didn't really write the whole word. I used a little asterisk where the you should be, but. Wow. Way to censor. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. But that is huge. Huge for the wellness Cucina brand. And since then, I have not been like typing out my my Instagram posts ahead of time. I do it like literally as I'm about to post it. And it's just a lot more natural. I stress out way less about it. And I'm not spending like half of my Monday trying to write content. It's actually faster when I write it like a la minute than trying to do it ahead of time. So that's a win. Huge fucking win. <laughs> Huge asterisk <Yeah>. win. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a really big win. Everything else I have written down. So I'm going to start by asking the questions. Thoughts on about me page revisions. I'm thinking that I want it to be more about my client's transformation than like my aha moments in the past, right? So like, yes, talking maybe a little bit about me and like how my how my professional history can help them, right? But really making it more about their transformation, right? So currently I have my aha moment as like culinary school. I'm super freaking cool. But I think I'm going to change that to my like actual now aha moment is when I was cooking for busy families, realizing that on days when they didn't have me cooking for them or like days when they ran out of food, because I only went once a week, that they had McDonald's or um, like really shitty pizza in their trash can. And I'm like, guys, like 
this is what you do and I don't cook for you? This is so sad. So that was my real aha moment. And that's why I decided more of like a teach a man to fish kind of thing rather than cook for them kind of thing. So I just want some thoughts on the about me page. If you guys have some, I guess, like quick tips on that. That's really powerful. I think that that switch. Yeah. That's really a, a compelling story. Cause I think just hearing that I'm like, wow, I can really, that's not my situation, but I feel like I can empathically like relate to how that situation could happen totally. And then going, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's me. I need help with that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think that's a great switch. Um, one thing, a little curveball I'll throw out at you is I just redid my dad's website. Uh, he's a psychologist and an author. Um, and trying to keep the about me section, not about me, you know, or not about him really, but about the client I started. So you click the about me page and the first section is like my philosophy and it's all about how he helps his clients and the way he does it. And then you scroll down and it's like about me and it's like, I graduated so-and-so whatever, like the stuff, if you really want to know, but really what people are looking for is how can you help me? Right. I don't know how this is going to go, but I, I just did it and launched his website with that. So like you, you click about me and the first thing is my philosophy. And it's like, I help my clients this way. Da, 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 da. And um, I think if you did something similar where like, it's a great change to your story, but if you start with like how you help clients, even though it's the about me page, and then you go into your story, yeah. that also might be good again, because most people just scan websites real quickly. So give them what they, what you want them to hear first. And then, to the ones that just like dig deep and read absolutely every word, which are few and far between, but to those people, they can find out more about you if they need that confidence to click by now. Definitely. And I actually changed the front page of my website too. And like, nice. it's, it also has my brand voice in it. I have real talk like three or four times with emojis. Like it is, it is me. And I'm very excited about it for like the but- first time my website is me. But on your website, you can say, are you tired of not having enough fucking time in your day? <laughs> no, that's only for Instagram. I don't, oh, I don't cross okay. my website right. yet. Well, I mean, be you, kind of, you know. <laughs> okay, guys. How, that do was guys awesome. how do you guys feel Wait, about what? Nicolas Cage? This is, uh, <laughs> this is related, I promise. Is that related to the Netflix special? <laughs> yes, it is. I just started, you know, you said put fuck in there and I just saw him oh, yes. so beautifully talk about the, the origins of fuck and shit and all the other ones. I watched that episode too. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really great anyway. But yeah, cursing I think can be a really powerful way to, to kind of shock people a little bit out of their complacency and to get somebody's attention and to really emphasize something. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, and if the people that you want to speak to are okay with it, you know, or like it, then that's perfect. And it actually repels the people who aren't for you anyway. So it's perfect. hundred percent. Yeah. The only thing I'd actually say on, on cursing for your brand is when you do your podcast, the wellness Kachina podcast. Oh, I, I don't curse. I think I would continue to not curse just because they yeah. might listen in the van, you know? With kids? Yeah, With no, kids. I don't curse on the podcast. But that, on Instagram, is, they can they can yeah. be in front of their kids and, and their kids don't see it, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm not going to curse on the podcast, for sure. Good point. <laughs> but on this podcast, okay. if you're listening to kids, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not really, though. <laughs> 
I am doing a webinar launch and I am beyond overwhelmed. Yes, I've broken it down into baby steps, but the baby steps are giving me anxiety. So <laughs> I have it scheduled for two weeks out. I've kind of figured out a date for it already. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to do it on the 28th, which is a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then another one on a Saturday just to kind of get two different time zones because I am speaking to people nationwide, right? So like I'm going to do one at like 4 or 5 p.m. on a Thursday, see if I can get like the dinner crowd. I don't know. And this is all Eastern Standard Time that I'm going to plan this for. And then the other one on a Saturday at like 1 p.m. So like if they want to make lunch or they can like watch it later too, whatever. But I, I think if I'm like, oh, guys, like you can cook dinner with me. I think that that could be a cool like hook in. But I'm really overwhelmed with scheduling and creating a webinar, guys. It is it's a lot. It's very nerve nerve wracking. Yeah. And you did it in like what? Three days, Josh. Yeah. It was crazy. Fucking crazy. <laughs> Don't Fucking recommend crazy. that. <laughs> yeah. I have two weeks out. So I think I just need some like mental distance from it for a little bit, but I do actually need to outline the webinar. So next what week kind of, I uh, might. What kind of support do you have? Uh, for webinar building or like in yeah. my life in general. <laughs> no, for, for this particular project uh i i am working with a business coach so she has been okay. really helpful in breaking down the steps that i need to take but it's still a lot <laughs> yeah i i have a tendency to push off things that are overwhelming so i'm gonna get it done it'll probably just be the week before to be completely honest <laughs> so i'm not gonna put that for my goal of the week until the week of because then i know i'll get it done <laughs> What are some of the baby steps that you're overwhelmed by? I think it's, I think what it really breaks down to is being able to market it. Cause like, that's, that's where my anxiety really lies. Like I, yes, I can put it out on Instagram as much as I possibly can. Right. But like, I don't want to spend a ton of money on marketing or any really at all. So really it comes down to being able to get the word out via Instagram, via a variety of different posts, perhaps talking to these moms in like conversations. And I do that regularly, but I always have a disc. I always seem to have a disconnect between helping people and then selling or being able to sell. But this webinar is free. So I'm not really selling the webinar. You know what I mean? Like I'll sell during the webinar, but like, I think I think that that's kind of the disconnect for me is being, I don't want to be pushy, you know? And I think that's the hiccup here because the outline, not a big deal. Putting all the technology behind it, not a big deal. I can do that day in, day out. But I think the telling people about it is what ramps me up and like suppresses like wanting to do this quickly. Uh, how did your cooking with your family live go? Did you get people showing up? Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the first one, I don't think I had enough time out to market it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only like three or four days, but this next, the the last one that I did, I had like seven days out and I think it got like, there were 20 people on at one point. So, I mean, it's not the same thing, but that gives you kind of a, a clue of what your organic reach is like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What was your question, Danny? I was just going to ask, um, you know, what makes you feel like it's something valuable for people to have? Uh, I know that like what I teach, like they can make dinners, they can make anything without a recipe in under 30 minutes rather than 
like getting those frozen meals or rolling through the drive through I know that this can be life-changing for people. It's just a matter of vocalizing that. That's, that's powerful. You know, I feel like if you just focus that energy that you're, that you just showed right now, like, I believe that this can help people and here's how, rather than focusing on like, how am I supposed to like manipulate people? Not that you're doing that, but you know, like, what's this like yeah. word that I have to do to get people to say, you know, buy into it as opposed to like, I have this awesome, valuable thing and here's why it's awesome and valuable. And clearly you believe it, you know, and yeah. I think that's pretty compelling. Appreciated. I mean, Josh is an example of it. The dude who couldn't cook for shit can now make awesome, delicious meals. And he was rolling through what Sonic more often than not. When was the last time you ate fast food? Half an hour ago. Look, a while. Yeah. <laughs> a while. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, guys, I have one more question. I know we're like really fucking short on time. Is that okay? Just one more Go question. Okay. It's, on, it's on the sticky um, note. You got it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have all of my courses online. I have three that I was actually going to go live with right now um, that I haven't posted, but everything's complete behind them. So I have my bigger course. I just wanted to go through prices because I have I have two, three lower price items. So a $29 like four session course, uh, go at your own pace, a $59 eight session course, go at your own pace. Uh, 159 eight session course plus me. And that's kind of go at your own pace, but with access to me once. Um, and then I have my bigger coaching course. Uh, the price I, I was trying to do like the 97 because like, that's a thing, right? But it, it's obnoxious and it looks annoying on the website to be completely honest. So I think I'm just going to go back to double zeros at the end of it. So 2,400 end of story. And then that's with me for 12 weeks. And then I wanted to offer another like midpoint item with potentially still access to the Facebook group. Cause that's like the community that I'm offering around it. And then in addition to that, do you guys think that it would be worthwhile for them to still have um, access to like group calls? So it'd be like weekly office hours where they could ask questions rather than having one-on-one -on -one time with me. Yeah. I think that could be good. As I'm learning, you want to have enough people in your orbit that you blocking out that hour is worth it because if you don't have enough people at any given time you could block out an hour where you could be kind of productive but it's always hard to be productive when you plan to do something else and nobody shows up and you're like oh i guess what else can i do i'm offering that to the bigger course too so that that hour is blocked out not just for the midpoint course but it's also blocked out for the people in my cool. bigger course so they all just kind of become one cohort and kind of help each other out within a community without me having to spend one-on-one -on -one time with the people who are kind of just at that midpoint. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Yeah. Okay. Midpoint, I'm thinking 997. And that's like one of the things I'm like, I don't know if I should go whole number or just knock it down to nine versus a thousand. So considering that, but it's just a numbers thing. Let me throw in a, a curveball, as Josh said earlier, which um, I think is a good way of putting it. And I'm curious what you think. I've heard, I'm not an expert in marketing, obviously, but um, I've heard a lot of different philosophies about it over the years regarding pricing and selling courses and these kinds of services. And the one that I'm sort of leaning toward more is that there is a, a core thing that you do and you do it really well. You know, this, this particular philosophy is that it's best not to water it down at all, just to have the one main thing that you do 
because it has the value that it has. It's very useful to people. And this is what it costs. It's a premium product service. And, um, and that's what it costs. And you may have like a really cheap kind of intro or freebie kind of thing just for people to get a taste of it. And then, I don't know, Facebook group or a community or whatever, where there's free stuff in there. But if people are going to level up to work with you and truly in a, in a, in a intimate and high value capacity, that that should just be it. And it could be that the midpoint is, um, I mean, I don't know how much of a distance financially there is between the thousand dollars and the $2,000 or whatever, as far as people's like personal, like their income and stuff. I think that if they need help with this thing and you know, the people that you want to work with, if they are interested in that thing, then they will sign up all the way, you know? And if they're kind of like one foot in one foot out then maybe they're just not ready at all and doing the midpoint thing could actually detract from you getting their full buy-in, um, not just financially the buy-in, but also committing, uh, committing all the way and having the accountability and the, the real contribution that they'll bring to the uh, course as well. So two cents. That was a good curveball. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, on the, the pricing, like how, whether you do round numbers or not, I've been debating that too. I just changed all my, um, pricing in my IT company to, um, be divisible by five um, because what, you know, so like I'm 75 an hour in the shop, I'm 95 an hour uh, on site, I'm 60 an hour remote, um, stuff like that. And, um, and what I was doing was like 79, 89, you know, the nines. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of conflicting information about this, but what I've heard most consistently is people who, who, advocate for the nines are people who say like, oh, you want to charge like $19.97 instead of $20 because it's all about how it makes the person feel. And they might know you're playing a trick on them, but they still feel like they saw a one first, not a two first, you know? So $19 hmm. is cheaper than 20, um, which I understand that we make decisions by our emotions as much as we think we're logical beings. Um, I get that. Every time someone makes that point to me, I go, you know what feels great to me as a human is a round number. So I would much rather pay $20 that includes tax. You know, it's just even, it feels good <laughs> as yeah. opposed to like 1997 or, or you, or you add tax and then it's something ridiculous. It's like 2362 and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> and so, so I've just been like, you know what, this isn't going to be for everybody because we're all different, but for me, Round numbers feel good, and I'm just going to go with that. Uh, so this year, I changed all my pricing to do that. I have no idea if it's a good idea or a bad idea, but I just did that. So I'm just throwing it out there since you're kind of having the same topic conversation. I'm I'm with you on that too, and I feel like the the like the ice cream shop and like the every you know little things that you buy. Why don't they just price it where it's like eight cents less, and then the tax gets you to that round number? Because then you didn't have to like give back like oh, how many pennies and you know right yeah. Just like five bucks. Clean. I can tell you that counting out change in Germany is a whole different beast. They have two cent, two yep. cents here <laughs> that look like pennies, even though the pennies are tinier. I can't tell you how many times I've been given like a penny back because they're like, it's too much. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So goals, Josh. <laughs> goal. So here's the thing. I'd love to say my goal is I'm going to have my 
my new ad campaign set up and running by next Friday, but I can't entirely control that because it's now outsourced a little bit. So hopefully that'll happen. But in order to give myself a goal that I can fully be accountable for, um, something I didn't talk a lot about, which I'll maybe talk more about next week, is um, I'm getting back in the swing of things in writing songs for TV and film. And I have New Year's goals for that part of the business. And um, so my goal is I'm going to set up um, at least two co-writes with two uh, songwriters. Um, they may not happen in the next week, but they will be scheduled, which means I'll probably have to reach out to more than two to get them on the books. But my goal is I'll have two on the books by next week. And hopefully this ad campaign we're talking about. <laughs> Very nice. Danny, what about you? Oh, yeah. Guys, for the Unstuck listeners. So we will ask Danny his goal and keep him accountable this week by uh, asking him to check in with us next week. So you'll send us a just a quick clip next week, and then we'll play it for the live studio audience. Very not live studio audience. And uh, <laughs> we'll just keep you accountable for your goal. And if you if you don't check in and you or you check in and you don't do it, then we'll just all laugh at you, us and the live studio okay. audience. So okay. you gotta, cool. you gotta okay. do it. <laughs> I was gonna ask for a laugh track. I think that that would that would help, Great. or an applause track. Yeah. Okay, Excellent. so real actual goals. All right, I have been kind of injured. I hurt my shoulder and kind of fell off the exercise wagon. So. One goal that I have is to get back on, you know, between now and then we'll be talking and do at least three workouts in the morning. They won't involve my shoulder, be mostly the rest of my body. So that's one. I think that's just so important. It's going to help me with everything. And the other is to do some more research on how to make, like like you were saying, uh, Chelda, uh, the Instagram algorithm. I want to understand what behaviors are useful for that. Now that I'm starting over from scratch, I want to understand, you know, what are the timings, the, the types of engagement that Instagram considers good engagement or, you know, promote worthy or whatever they call it. So I'm going to do some research. Listen to some podcasts on it. If you just, if you search Instagram on podcasts, it, there is a world of information out there and a lot of great info. That's honestly how I found 99.9% of what I know. So use this world. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And for me, it is getting over uh, my fear of marketing my webinar. So next week I am going to strong market my webinar by posting like a whole different post on Instagram. Um, it'll just be webinar related. You know, they do those like three bars, like webinar, something along those lines, but heavily webinar related. And really having conversations with people, both within my stories, trying to engage there and within DMs. And just to remind our listeners, if we do not do our and complete our goals by next Thursday, uh, I will be donating $50 hairs of Josh's money to the American Nazi party. And if I do not complete my goals, Josh will be donating $50 of my money to the NRA. So Let's get shit done this week, guys. Shall we? <laughs> That's, wow. That's a great time to, it's a great time to not donate to the American Nazi Party, as is all times. So we're the NRA for that matter, dude. We're having some yeah. crazy shit happen. That's fair. I'm just I'm just mostly concerned about my money. Uh <laughs> fair enough. 
All right, guys. Well, that is a wrap on a very casual, sorry, kind of long casual Friday. If you have any questions uh, for Casual Friday, email us at unstuck.institute at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at unstuck.institute. And if you haven't already, be sure to download our free PDF of the Lifebook to keep the ball rolling on your own productivity. Get the Lifebook today at unstuck.institute slash lifebook. Toodles, y'all. See you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks, Danny. Bye. Thanks, guys. Zencaster. I'm going to name my next Dungeons and Dragons character after this. That's a good call. <laughs>